What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. TV party tonight! TV party tonight! Oh, we got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Don't want to talk about anything else. We don't want to know. We're dedicated yes. to our favorite shows. Oh, my circuit! Everybody loves hip Good evening. You are listening to a Radiligen Broadcasting Premier Podcast TV party tonight. I'm your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radiligen. Tonight, our favorite show is All Elite Wrestling Battle of the Belts, January 2022. And I am jo- <laughs> I am joined by one of the podsmen, Chris Bailey. Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, how do you do? How do you do? How do you do? Well, I'm living in Canada, and apparently we're swimming in the COVID, brother. We're swimming. Doing some backstrokes in it, baby. I, but uh, uh, we're doing good, I'll tell you that. Apparently, that that's that's going around because our next guest, ladies and gentlemen, he is from the Movies That Don't Suck podcast and some that do. I got to be a guest on his show, and now he is returning the favor. Ladies and gentlemen, it is AEW superfan Neil Blackwood. How do you do, sir? I'm a pro wrestling super fan. I'm just wearing AEW gear because we're talking AEW. No, clearly, <laughs> clearly that we live in a binary universe. You're either uh, you're either all elite or you're not. Either the WWE is the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. What's and- the deal, Neil? Are you all elite or not? I am all the above. I am all the. I am WWE. I am IWA, MPE, MDP, MPW, I can list them all. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, yeah, I got to be on your show. And, you know, I've heard you talk wrestling before. You're going to WrestleMania this year. Um, you might be going to Raw. I think you've been, you've just been to an AEW event. How long have you been yes. watching wrestling for, Neil? Um, I don't know. Uh, probably since I was like four or five. I used to go a lot when I was a kid. Uh, I mm-hmm. lived next to uh, Notre Dame, University of Notre Dame, when I grew up. And uh, they had the JCC that always had live events there. So everybody from uh, the, like one of the first wrestlers I ever met was Andre the Giant, you know, Hulk Hogan, you know, during that era. So from mm-hmm. that era on, pretty much. Very cool. Um, who do you like now? Like, I know for me, um, and Chris and I talk about this all the time, you know, I'll, I'll pretty much go wherever Daniel Bryan goes. I love watching him wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, like my kids got me last, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before an orange Cassidy t-shirt because my son thought he was hilarious and they needed his t-shirt. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to agree with my friend Robert when he covers SmackDown, Roman Reigns is probably doing the best character work, um, of any professional wrestler going right now. Um, big fan of Kevin Owens. Um, Mostly because I kind of look like him, KO. you know, with the basketball the, shorts. Wait a minute, the Canadian doesn't like KO. Is he? And I just see his head shake. Oh, <laughs> Chris, 
Chris doesn't like anything north of 1985. That's the problem there. No, 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 no. Take a look at a Kevin Owens match. It is brutal. Listen, I'm I'm in Vince McMahon's camp. I'm looking at Kevin Owens, and every time he comes to the ring, I'm like, God damn it, pal. Look at him. He's fat. Get him off my screen. Get him off my screen. God damn it. How did we put him over John Cena? Come on, pal. Do you, do you know what bothers me? I think it's the beard. I think the bigger the beard gets, the less likely I'm, I'm to like you. And he just looks like a disheveled indie jobber working at an armory. <laughs> and um, I mean, Beasley from uh, Second and Short says, KO is money. <laughs> you must have you must have hated Hillbilly Jim back in the day. I'm just, oh! <laughs> the bigger the beard... Like, so, I had I had breakfast with Hillbilly Jim. Have you? I'll have you know, sir. And you say the our... whole time, I hate your beard. I hate your beard. I hate your beard. <laughs> so who do I you didn't... like right now? Who do you when you know when you hear that they're wrestling? Who are you like? Put the wife and kids to bed. Just everything shuts down. Who are you glued to the TV for these days, Neil? Um, man, I'm a huge fan. Man, you got the Bullet Club shirt on. So Adam Cole, baby, like he Adam is Cole, baby. He is like, I think, the Shawn Michaels of just generation. I know the comparison's been said a lot of times. Uh, Eddie Kingston, I like him. Ooh. I'm a really big fan of him. He's up and coming. Also, because mm-hmm. he threw a wrestler in my lap at uh, <laughs> AEW Dark back in uh, July. <laughs> so Nice, uh, nice. So, a uh, big fan of him, too. Um, man, I, Darby, I, I could list on and on. Darby Allen, I'm a huge fan of Darby Allen, the Steam Connection. Uh, Ethan Page, I like him. I wish to do more with him. Um, if if, and this is just the AEW people. We're not even talking mm-hmm. WWE right now. Um, and um, Orange Cassidy has a stick. I like it better when he does like uh, side promos with um, Danhausen out mm-hmm. out. And uh, oh, yeah. if you ever seen them tag together, that is just like comedy gold. And I I, I love a good cheesy match. I'm I waiting for WrestleMania 40 to be headlined by Danhausen versus um versus Orange uh, by uh, Darby Allen. Danhausen <laughs> versus Darby Allen. I'm calling it now WrestleMania 40 <laughs> on Mars. Uh, so um, what, ha- what, ha- what has to happen with Danhausen? WWE needs to reach him five years after his popularity peak. Put him on. Make make out that he's the exact same star. Make him headline and go. I I don't get this guy. I, <laughs> And then all of a sudden, he's on uh, NXT 2.0, jobbing the Grayson Walla. And I was going to say, <laughs> then Braun Breaker comes out and breaks him in half. And get, like, kick, just kicks through him and he splits in half. Like the NXT Don't go be smirching the good name of Braun Breaker, sir. NXT <laughs> or, 2.0 champion. Or like uh, Vermeer, he could just be coming to Raw every week. Still getting lost, and we don't know where he's at. <laughs> Maybe they can dress him up in bondage gear and then fire him a week later. Can we, can oh. we start with... Oops. Can, can we start with some news? Can we start with some news? Absolutely. Before we get into do you, the do you re- battle of the belts. Do you remember what I said was going to be the next big thing in pro wrestling? So we've seen the 80s era. We've seen the cartoon era. We've seen the new generation. We've seen the attitude era. We've seen whatever the hell that uh, from 2000 on that generation was. That bag of ruthless aggression. <laughs> ruthless aggression. Open WWE. And I think we're sort of living in like the the uplifting of the indie era. I, don't, I think it's remained on name, but I think, and I've always said, the next big thing is when literally th- the forbidden door opens up and we live in like one open wrestling environment. I honestly believe that that's the big deal uh, to, to really set the bar. And we've got 
Mickey James showing up at the Royal Rumble, the Impact Ladies World Heavyweight Champion. And apparently, there's a possibility she could show up on WWE TV with the Impact Women's Championship. That's a pretty big deal. We also had Ring of Honor show up on Hard to Kill pay-per-view, um, you know, and basically invade, even though they technically are not a promotion as of right this moment, but uh, showed up and did an invasion over in uh, Impact Wrestling. So just when you thought it was safe, Mark Radlish, to ditch Impact Wrestling, <laughs> Ring of Honor have invaded. So yeah, lots, lots of big news. Jonathan Gresham is going to be on the GCW The World show at the Hammerstein yep. Ballroom. Um, me and Harry are going to be covering that as well as the ICW, the um, No Holes Barred show from the weekend before. So I'll tell you what happens with Jonathan Gresham. Yeah, a lot of these Ring of Honor guys look like they're just peppering themselves in various promotions. And to go with your point there, Chris, not only have they, they've already announced the Mickey James thing. Yeah, and and company. everybody else apparently, not a, not a single well, surprise yeah. in the well, that's I really thing. surprised us. They're, I mean, unless Ronda Rousey is coming back and they're just like <laughs> okay. trying to, you know, hide that I, fact. I, 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 I think I, they're I, holding I, off the Page thing. Honestly, I think Page is the, is the big. Here's what, I've, here's what I've heard. Somewhere. Not about the women. I haven't. I haven't heard anything more about the women than what you've already said. But I've heard that they're trying to get some more Forbidden Door people into the men's Royal Rumble. So yeah, do you hear that, a name? And and I know, but that's the thing is, the last thing I'd heard was the WWE was re, was basically toying around with the idea of the forbidden door no, realizing that it's a it's a you know where the the age of vince mcmahon ignoring the other promotions died in 1996 <laughs> like and it's taken this long to warm up to the idea of an alternative what do you mean um, are you telling me that jeff jarrett and the rock and roll express trying to take over as the nwa on raw one time was you know not forbidden door smashing my no, god well, didn't ECW come as well? Didn't Taz and that was Rob good Van though. Dam. That was good. That was good. That's still my single favorite episode of Raw. Was I don't care what anybody says. Ninety-seven. I don't remember anymore. It was like one night. Um, yeah, so man, anyway. man, let me let me tell you something. Stevie Richards and the BWO showing up and say we're taking oh, over. Yeah. Holy shit! Okay, so now I, the I best think part of that was Vince McMahon's face. <laughs> when what a mess. god damn it, King. Uh, he that was his reaction to the BWO was hysterical. Anyway. Just to move on with this, um, yeah. So the rumor is that they're going to try to get more people from other other promotions. Could you imagine? Just just imagine. And I, I'm really playing with fiction here, but just imagine the Royal Rumble clock goes down. It's the 30th entrant. Everybody you could possibly think of being in there is in there. There's nobody left. <laughs> Ray Mysterio. <laughs> and Ray Mysterio left. <laughs> oh, no. Um, booyaka, booyaka. The poor guy twice. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine if it was like Adam Page or MJF or somebody? No, um, it's going to be break the walls down. You want someone who's WWE relevant. Can you imagine if Jericho fucking showed up? Yeah, Jericho's. I. I I would not hate the idea of Jericho coming in in, in his AEW mm. gear to you know with the with the inner circle music the whole night. Oh years. my like, god, gotta, it would be unbelievable. Judas, like if he comes in and it's break the walls down. I'm no, no. I, my, I, I think you start at the television. I think you start with break the walls down and then you shift right into Judas. You do the record scratch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Do it. kind of like the the Edge Brood. Uh, yeah. You, know, you think you know me. I do, I do like that. To be honest with you, it took me a while oh, to yeah. win me over, but I do like it. I gotta say, cool. It didn't take me a while. I screamed like a little girl when it came out. <laughs> I was like, I was like, brood music, yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's Please. deadly. I marked like, out for the. I marked out for the for the brood entrance. 
I like I, I walk down the street with the brood music playing. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> wow. You show up to work through the floor. Wow. Wow. Oh, the <laughs> Everyone get back to work. That's right. You know what would be would be really cool is uh if W Morrissey actually was the the entry, you know, kind of give uh, you know, because I mean he's killing it right now in, in impact. He and, is absolutely he is. He's and, awesome. And if, I think the problem is he would be nigh unrecognizable. Like he's actually ripped now. He's got a beard. No one would remember he's big cats. Like who's the lumberjack that just? Oh my Uh-oh. god, cats! You got to go over to MLW and steal his little buddy back and get him to do the proper intro. No, we don't need that. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you, are you telling me that that crowd at the Royal Rumble would not pop if Enzo introduced? Uh, big cast back, holy oh shit! My and then, like, Bruce Pritchard shot him. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> you can't, he's seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. Thank you. Bang, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AEW Battle of the Belts took place on January 8, 2022, from Charlotte, North Kakalaki, at the boat, Mr. Bojangles Coliseum. Um, this was the first, uh, this was an event that aired on TNT. And it was the first of four planned episodes in the Saturday Night Fight Night series, which will air quarterly throughout 2022. Uh, we had three matches, which shocked the crap out of me because I hadn't been following the specifics of this event. We had Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes for the interim TNT title currently held by Cody Rhodes, which also made me sad because I hadn't been following the specifics of this and didn't realize they beat my man for Rusev, God's champion, which will which we need to have a therapy session over uh ricky starks defended the much vaunted and ballyhooed ftw championship against trip and Mitz, matt seidel and then finally in your main event dr Britt baker dmd neil did you know she was a dentist what that she's a dmd Yes, did you you know she was a dentist? Yeah, it's a true story. You can look it up. You can actually go to a website and uh, get get, uh, set an appointment with her and stuff like that. It's only on like Mondays and Fridays or Mondays and Thursdays or something like that. So we did a my family and i uh i got the whole family in on the gag here like most of most people they're like their wives and kids are like get out of here you bother me not me i'm like come on in everybody we're all part of the circus now and so yeah. we were actually on vacation here in florida we were at a resort a club met and we watched the saint patrick's day slam uh Britt baker versus uh thunder rosa Mm-hmm. We did a live commentary, live audio commentary. It was my wife and my two kids and me. And my wife is just sort of watching this death match between these two women. And she looks at me and she's like, how do you think Britt Baker maintains an actual practice when people see her the night before getting like, you know, laid into tax and crap? Like, oh, like oh my need, God. Listen, let me, I let me tell you something. But I don't want you to do it, you crazy lady. Her clientele. How many times have greasy wrestling fans... Uh, signed up to get all the all their teeth pulled just to be in front of Britt Baker and have her leaning over him. I'm telling you, it's happening. I need okay. a cleaning. You were just here five minutes ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you have perfect teeth. What is that? Well, no, they they wouldn't have perfect teeth. No, they wouldn't. But uh, you know, what are you I, saying about us wrestling fans, sir? I'm partying, guys. I am partying, guys. I'm just letting you know. Like, like each one of us, I think, has pretty good dentures going yes, on here. For you know? sure. <laughs> 
Anyway, D, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Riho, I think for the first time since they, um, uh, this is the first time in a while. Um, I was I was thinking when I was promoting the show last night, uh, talking to Robert about it, did, was it the first episode of Dark or was it the first episode of Elevation where Riho took on Maki Ito in the main event? Mm. It, it was, I think it was Dark, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Dark. That was okay, match. that's what I was thinking of. Anyway, so um, it's been a couple of years since Riho and Britt Baker mixed it up where Riho was getting the big push uh, for the AEW title. So I believe this is the first time since then. So let's get into it. Neil, Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes for the TNT interim TNT championship. What do you think of this match? I, I can't believe he fought Diego de Sol's father. Uh, I was <laughs> upset about that. Diego de Sol's father did not deserve to get beat up like that um it's it's dustin reynolds man anytime he uh he gets in a match unless it's behind a a, you know 18 wheeler uh it's it's good like he uh uh, i mean one of my favorite matches of all time is still the back hollywood brawl well between him and rowdy Roddy piper and so i knew this match was going to be amazing and by any means, it was an a, it was an A plus match. It was these two fed off of each other. I'm sure they had plenty of practice talking about it before they even came out, and uh, I thought they killed it. I think Sammy Guevara is underrated. I actually think he he's better than absolutely perceived to be. Um, I think when he's not mired in a lot of Chris Jericho's nonsense, he actually shines really well. Especially now, so I, I think in the beginning he needed the rub of the inner circle. But now I think he stands on his own really, really well. I think the only thing working against him, not so much in AEW because everyone there is a midget, but um, but uh, if he ever wants to get out of... Wow, that got, got nothing out of you two. Okay. Hang on. Oh, Sorry. Oh, wait, I... wait a second. He said little people. He said midgets <laughs> on the air. What? Anyway, uh, AEW lacking in in very tall wrestlers. Um, I so I think as long no, as no, they got that there, one. He's got that one. Yeah, they got Wardlow. Um, I, so I think as long as he's big show, okay. big show is there, or a uh, Paul White's there. But if I, he, I, I would pay money to see Wardlow squash little people. But if he ever wants to, he does every week. Gets go, three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he would run to the same problem that a lot of guys ran into, like Cole and some of these other ones, where like they, he'd be okay on NXT, but I don't think he, like he'd ever make the main roster of the WWE for his size, which is a shame. And that's the point that I'm trying to make is that he has all the charisma and all the ability, and none of the body structure that WWE is currently looking for us. And that's a shame. I feel bad. I kind of feel bad for the guy. What'd you think? For, I, uh, I, I don't because I do. I don't think he needs to go to WWE ever. I think that would just ruin his career. I think he would be, <laughs> he'd be like the, the Brian Kendrick. It's like, I right, you can do that. Uh, one show we do all the time. That nobody watches, but that's about it. That's all you're allowed. Well, I mean, he's so young, and that—that's basically saying like he's peaked. Then there's nowhere else for him to go. He's just, you know, and is he ever going to be the guy of AEW? Probably not either. Like, I I think we're looking at sort of like the height of heights for Sammy Guevara. Um, That kind of makes me feel bad. He's so young to to have sort of peaked at this point. Uh, Go ahead, Chris. What did you think of the match? Good match. Good match overall. Um, Now this match existed because good old brother Cody. Uh, managed to get a spot of the COVID. He must have visited Canada. 
unintentionally or knew someone from Canada and had to self-isolate. I'm not here to judge people. I'm just letting you know. Uh, so this was a battle for not the official TNT title, but the interim title. Correct. And they so did. So go back a yeah. little bit further, Doc Brown, and tell me what happened. How did we lose Rusev? Did Rusev get injured or something? Is that why they took the title off of him? So they did a, let me see, they they were pushing Sammy Guevara. So, you know, mm -hmm. Sammy was doing, you know, he had the uh, the internet a flutter with his um, with his engagement, I will say, to the uh, to the person he dumped to the side for Tay Conte. But that's another story. Um, and, well, uh, you know, I've they, seen they, Tay Conte, I would dump whoever to the side for Tay Conte. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to agree. Not, not here to judge. <laughs> not here to judge. Good move, Sammy. And that's why he won the hearts and minds of the wrestling collective. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> well, anyway, they, they, they yeah, they, they had planned to give him a push anyway. So, you know, they're just moving parts in and out. Rusev had a really good run. So he's just sitting on the back burner right now. They, they really haven't done anything with him. So, you know, I guarantee you Rusev is going to be a player. They'll bring him back really, really strong, hopefully in the world title situation very soon. But anyway, uh, Cody Rhodes ended up impromptly, impromptly ending Cody Rhodes' reign as TNT champion. They had a whole bunch of pomp of circumstance. They had brought in David Crockett. They did a whole, you know, you know, traditional celebration for him. It was a big deal. Um, you know, for, for Cody Rhodes to win the belt, the fans were pretty well outraged. They were disgusted. You know, they're doing the whole Cody Rhodes uh, heel thing. They're playing it up, uh, all this different stuff. So my thought was, was that, um, you know, they were going to keep the belt on Cody or Sammy was going to win it back here tonight. I'm not really sure where they were headed. But Brother Dustin had to step up because Cody had the COVID. I honestly thought we were going to see Dustin go over and have the brother versus brother thing like we did before. I, but, I, I so went with you on that one. I, I thought that same thing. But they fooled me. Good old Sammy. And the only thing I could say that was bad in this match was the ending. So they did a series of, you know, little roll-ups that just looks like basic exchanges. And he just rolled into the pin. And, I mean, they had a pretty high-impact match to end this way with sort of a air out of the balloon situation. But uh, bell to bell, solid match, man. They they went for it. And Dustin is still one of the top-flight wrestlers on that roster. Unbelievable. He's 50-50, that's for sure, because you and I cover all the pay-per-views. And there are some yeah. times we watch a Dustin match. It's the worst match of the night. And there are some times where... For whatever reason, I guess it depends on who he's working with. Yeah, like, it, it absolutely is. On I his part, it's great. His particular portion of the match is always mm -hmm. good. It's whoever's selling for him. Yeah, it's like he needs he needs someone to bump off of him, you know. And and I think Sammy Guevara has he's not quite Mister Perfect, but you know he he makes it look like he's taking a beating when when you want him to. Dustin yeah. Rhodes has three trigger moves. He's got that you know super fast power slam off the ropes. Mm -hmm. He's got the. Uh, Panama Sunrise, the Canadian destroyer, yeah. into whatever collection of junk that they've got into the ring, and he's got the and he's got the the bulldog and the clothesline. You know what I mean? Very I'm, basic ring set, but he always makes it work, man. This guy is fantastic. I'm gonna parrot something Robert Winfrey said last night. You're gonna do a Pan Panama Sunrise into a table into an ordinary drinking glass. Observe. Um, <laughs> make, make, that, <laughs> make that your last match. Make your make your last move of the night. Correct. Kick out of that. That's no done. That's what I'm saying. That's that's my whole argument here is that mm -hmm. you you had that happen. So they did the Panama Sunrise mm -hmm. off the ring apron through a table. They rolled themselves back in. Then they did a collection of assortment of moves and they finished it with a roll up, but not just a straight roll up out of nowhere with distraction. Like after a series of three rolls on the ring and they just 
We've talked about it so many times. It's because it's the most powerful move in all of pro wrestling. The roll-up. The roll-up. Well, listen, if you watch SmackDown on a weekly basis, that is basically the finisher from match one to finish two. So nobody uses a finisher. It's always the the roll-up. Yeah, well, we've talked about we've we've talked about this on a lot of different shows where it's like we 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 shot you and we stabbed you and we threw you off a building and yet you got up, but you know you died of a mild heart attack. Like yeah, no. like, <laughs> I don't understand. All right, before we continue, hold on, we got to talk about the absolute unbelievable, uh, you know, attack at the end of this one. My God, Daniel Garcia. Oh, play sure crickets, are. play crickets, play crickets. Okay. Do it, Any do clue? it. I don't know who or what a Daniel Garcia is. He's a, he's an indie wrestler. Uh, used to be known as like Dante Rios. I mean, absolute nobody to even some of the smart fans are just like, who in the hell is this guy? But yeah. he's good in the ring. But listen, when you debut somebody, you need to lay the groundwork on who somebody is. Like, this is not Roman Reigns coming in attacking Sammy Guevara where everyone is right. instant recognition. No, fans, they didn't even know if this is a fan from the audience. Most people didn't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> is this the cameraman? Is there, Who is that, this? Isn't that a problem that, Neil, that we've had with AEW from the start where they were a little too insular? They were a little too in the bubble. They assume because everybody in that company is both a fan and a wrestler. They And everyone like in the stands tends to be kind of, you know, in, in a, um, a smart, smart wrestling fan that they assume everyone watching is going to be and so they were like we don't need to tell people anything they already know because they follow all the yeah you know you know and all that stuff and then it's like no 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 no. you still have a general audience here has no clue what you're doing yeah yeah like um mercedes uh martinez came in recently and you know i know who she was but me too how did half the people that didn't watch nxt know who she was right and um american top flight when they they came out uh you know, I didn't know any of those people, you know, besides besides Scorpio Sky and, you know, Ethan Page. I, I still don't know who they are, really, to be honest. I, I, I guess I'm guessing like you're not players. a UFC fan of the last 20 years. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. uh, I used to watch it when Royce, you know, Garcia. Royce <laughs> Gracie. Gracie. Yeah, Royce Gracie and like Ken Shamrock and Tank Abbott were there, okay. uh, you know, like. So so, like, to, so when, you, when we're done with this podcast, take five minutes because that's all it'll last. Uh, Junior Dos Santos and Kane Velasquez, when Fox partnered up with UFC, the very, very, so this was huge news, right? You know, mm-hmm. Fox and UFC are teaming up. Um, they're going to have all, they're going to have all these new shows. This is going to be a great partnership. And we're going to start with a, for the first time in like decades, we're going to have a prime time UFC fight at like eight o'clock at night on Fox. And it was going to be headlined by the world heavyweight championship. Yes. Junior Dos Santos versus Cain Velasquez. And one punch later, it was done. You could actually, (laughs) you could actually see Dana White's face fall off. Yeah. You could, you could see network execs roll into the ring. Get up. Get up. up! (laughs) We got at least two rounds. Man. Oh man. Um, Yeah. A whole hour build up for that. Anyway, that's, that's Junior Dos Santos though. <clears throat> uh, all right. So before we move on, I uh, just want to remind people of one of our know, my my whole time is now off. Uh, one of our great sponsors here, which is Grammarly. Grammarly's AI powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors. 
improving your vocabulary and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. Can I, can I do our, can I do our Grammarly segue that we like to do? (laughs) So, so, so Grammarly really likes to help us correct any of the, you know, our grammar stumbles. So stay if we stumbled or, you know, fell off the top rope, it, you know, Grammarly fix us. Now, Matt Seidel. <laughs> yes, and and in uh, perfect another, seamless another historical match here with a championship with a championship with uh, such storied history. The FTW Championship was oh contested between uh, Ricky Starks and clumsy waiter Matt Seidel. Poor guy. He's never going to live it down. It's it's terrible. Neil, can you explain to me, since you've been following the product closely, what possessed them, do you think, to put this match? Like, you're doing a quarterly special. You're doing a Saturday night match. You want to put, you want to get eyeballs on this thing, so you want to put the best of the best out there. And okay, Hangman, you can't do Hangman and Page, you know, Hangman Page versus Daniel Bryan, you know, part 86 again. No. we got to come up with some new stuff. But how do you land on how do you land on uh, on Ricky Starks versus <laughs> versus Captain Dark Matt Seidel for essentially the million dollar championship? Why are we here, Neil? All right, all right. One first thing I need to figure out if Matt Seidel is doing his brother stick now. Is he a yoga <laughs> master too? Are they both oh. yoga masters? Is that what's going on? I used to watch Mike Seidel at a uh, Metro Pro Wrestling in Kansas City. And you know, he has the stars tattooed on his back that go into his tights. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. But, you know, um, FCW belt has never meant, and let's just be 100% clear, and I know this might upset anybody that was an ECW fan back in the day, FTW belt has never meant diddly squat ever. <laughs> and so I think you are correct. They literally, I think they try to figure out what to do because you got the TBS title, which just started what, like three days before, four days before that Wednesday, right? And then you got the women's title that's already being defended. Uh, the TNT title, we already did that. We can't do the world. So what other title do we have just lying around? You know, unless they're going to do a special, you know, diamond ring match with MJF, but they never do that. They only do that once a year. So, I mean, I think it's just pretty much, hey, but – I don't understand why it's Matt Sedell versus Ricky Starks. Like, there's so many other people. So I've I've done my homework here. Do you know what Matt Sedell's win-loss record is in AEW? Um, very little versus a lot. So 63 matches total. Mm-hmm. It is 32 losses, 31 wins. Nice. <laughs> nothing or thir- says, thir- six, nothing 63. says you're next total. in line for a championship so- like 50-50. Yeah, that's like no, a- it's actually his. He's almost like 49 point something. <laughs> oh my gosh, Victories. it's like, is that 50 50 booking? Are we doing a Vince McMahon thing here? <laughs> but, but, but apparently, it's hey enough on. to get an hey FTW on. title. Can, can we do a new segment here? Can we do a new segment, Mark? By all means, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey. Chris so, Bailey. this and one is for Neil. So, Neil, um, back. <laughs> So Chris came to us through the Source Material podcast here on the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network by my brother from another mother, uh, Jesse Starcher. And we had, and I don't know if it was because we had both you and Sheehan on the show or what happened there, but he couldn't remember Chris's name. 
So he was like Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, and that just and I I have been running with that oh. like three years now. Yes, he oh. has ran me over with it. But anyway, this right. this one is for Matt Seidel. So Matt, you are falling off ring aprons. You know you're you're jobbing. You're losing exactly you know fifty one percent of your matches. But remember this 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 one is for you, Matt. So this. Uh, is from Ra. It's John Cena versus Matt Bourne versus Sheamus and Edge. Remember this. Here we go. Here we go. Airborne. Good Lord. Imagine. All the way. He, he went from wrestling on the main event of Raw, winning with the Shooting Star Press on Sheamus to this shit. <laughs> um uh, uh you know um i saw him in a gymnasium in kansas city for 10 hours was it a gymnasium was he able yeah. to stand up did he did he maintain his balance yes yes he actually did Perfect. all the and uh yeah it wasn't the best match of the night either <laughs> again i i look you want to put the ftw title on there because as you both have illustrated they were fresh out of options yeah. sure i don't care um, you know, especially here's the thing though, they knew this was coming. They signed this deal with uh Time Warner, Comcast, uh Pornhub uh, a while back. And <laughs> <laughs> and they knew they had to produce the special and they like there needed to be like a lead into it, like a strong lead. And I understand like we all they also had this and this might be the biggest problem I have with, with AEW is that they have so much TV to produce. They really don't know how to parcel things out to where they make sense going from one show to the next. They, it's just like they look as far as the next show and they're like, what do we got? You know, throw it up there. Um, I think not since CM Punk debuted in Chicago and maybe the uh, the last pay-per-view after that where Cole and Daniel Bryan showed up. Have they been able to plan more than like a week in advance? That's the way it feels at least. So go, again, going into this. You know you have the Saturday night thing going on, so get, let's get some hot angles. Like yes. the first Baker Reho thing, I actually don't have a problem with that one. Me neither. That's they were okay. they were behind the eight ball with um, Cody, Sammy Guevara, yeah, Cody and Dustin. So I'll forgive him for that one. There is no excuse for this. You get a guy who's essentially like elevation level. You get another guy who doesn't appear to be in a hot feud that I'm aware of for a belt that's meaningless. And I'm trying to figure out why they thought this was going to keep eyeballs because I watched the show and I was editing a daredevil podcast at the time. And I was more interested in editing than I was this match. Daredevil podcast. It was from, it's a re-air from, you know how you, Chris thought I did 500 shows a week. Cause that's yeah, how yeah, many yeah. dropped. I, I told him it was probably previous stuff like Daredevil yeah. <laughs> the TV show or daredevil Ben Affleck. No daredevil, the TV show though. We did cover both. So okay. our, our first season of daredevil was split up over four parts in like six hours. I needed to get that down to one episode. Um, so, wow. that, so I was working on that. But any case, uh, and that'll be reared very soon here on the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network. Plug, plug. Um, but my point is, <laughs> I just don't understand why they thought, like, uh, like, what was the rationale for Ricky Starks versus Matt Seidel on a show that was going to have this much publicity, Neil? 
I don't, I, I 100% agree. I think they needed a bigger name. I think they needed a Darby Allen. I think they needed a, maybe even Eddie Kingston would have been good for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they needed someone that people already taking their eyes and looking at. I mean, Miro popping in and doing this, you know, and, and easily use Hobbs or someone like that to maybe distract. And that's how he loses. And that's how the belt doesn't change hands, you know? I mean, but who's, who are Team Taz feuding with right now? Like, who, who are they in a hot feud with? on dynamite well i'm glad you asked right <laughs> right right now they are currently feuding with dante martin and an unnamed black man an unnamed <laughs> yeah he that, was here that, he yeah. was he was here tonight yeah. he just showed up i i couldn't Don't tell you who even, he is even like i literally rewound it and i'm like okay they're gonna say his name nope nope <laughs> well and now they got Hook with the uh, Taz thing, and Hook is oh, like the biggest thing since Hook. like sliced bread. So game. Mark has not experienced Hook. So Hook, no, is much Taz's like Ghostbusters Afterlife, I'm not giving in to internet peer pressure. Listen mm-hmm. to me, listen to me. Mm-hmm. So Hook, they intentionally held off debuting him. Okay, mm-hmm. he's been the sidekick to Team Taz for months. So they've been teasing. You know, one of these days we're going to release Hook. You know, we're going to send Hook. Right. And he's just a skinny kid. You know, he's got cool anime hair. You know, people are into him and they're into the entire, you know, thing about sending hook. Yeah. And then he debuts and the place explodes. Like, I mean, absolutely manic craziness for the kid. And he didn't even wrestle the night I went to AEW down in Garland, Texas, just a couple weeks ago. But he came out three different times during the four hours that we were there madness every time you thought the you thought the whole place was going to explode and like i was trying to get people to like chant like you know uh remember the movie hook with dustin hoffman i was trying to get people to be like hook hook there's the hook hook, hook, and like nobody to do it with me i was pretty upset about that but so (laughs) all right so what did you actually sticking with you neil what did you think of the match here between this was less than 10 minutes Ricky Starks with that powerhouse Hobbs versus Matt Seidel. I mean, they had, they did an FTW. I mean, they did a Ricky Starks Hobbs thing where it's, it was just pretty much like, here's some wrestler we're going against him. Oh, Ricky Starks looks half injured. So Hobbs is going to do something to try to interfere with it. And Ricky Starks is going to get the wind at the end. So it's just like, whatever it was here. Is thank you for wrestling, putting your bodies on the line. But um, this is like a dark elevation match. I mean, like it, it yeah. was not something that should be on this night only wrestling that I had to literally go look for. For some reason, my my TV didn't even record it, so like, <laughs> <laughs> it auto paused. Yeah. I'm just looking at this poster. So on the poster is uh, you have. The uh, all the the Lucha Brothers. You have Adam Page, you have Cody Rhodes, and you have Britt Baker. One of those people. <laughs> One of those people One. on this event. Cody is out because of injury. Adam Page just wrestled, and I don't know what happened to the Lucha Brothers, but I just I find that because remarkable. They don't exist anymore. They're not champions. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got beat yeah. by the 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 the, uh, the Jungle Express. Jungle right? Express, Jurassic Express, sir. Whatever. The Jungle, Jungle Express. Jurassic. That's okay. I almost called them the jungle. Express. I also called. I also almost called them the Jungle Boogies. So I'm old. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Um, let's go ahead and finish up here with a main event of the evening. Dr. Britt Baker, did you know she was a dentist? Every time I do you're, that to my daughter. You're, you're not you're not going to even ask my opinion of Hobbs and Stark? Oh, I'm so sorry. Nobody cares. Yeah, you just like, um, went right past yeah, but Listen, everybody can't wait for my detailed analysis of that Please, horrible match. Don't this, keep the people waiting, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey. Well, now, now I'm not going to do it. You're going to have to send Bailey a little bit later. That's it. <laughs> Move on. Go to the main event. All right, fine. They're going to wait for it. Every time I do the do you know she was a dentist thing, a little bit of my daughter's soul dies. Like, you can see, you can feel her eyes roll in the back of her head. Um, So this was Britt Baker versus Riho. And I said to Robert when we were talking about this in our plugs last night, I was like, I actually thought this was a better match than the one they had a couple years back. And he was like, not in the beginning, it wasn't. Um, from his, when I guess he watched it a lot closer than I did. They seemed a little stumbly bumbly in the beginning, and then the middle it just sort of dragged. And then they had a hot, they had a hot finale sequence, and that might have colored my entire impression of this match. But I'll start with you, Chris, since I neglected you. What did you think of the main event here between Doctor Britt Baker and Rio? Who I have uh, to give her, I gotta give Riho credit. Now that she now that she's got some blue in her her outfit, she actually looks like a wrestler and not a port not a not a, a kidnapped child bride. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, oh no. no. I no. she looks like what she looks like, people. I'm giving her a compliment. The blue works for her. Is that a compliment? Really? Yes. Any, she anyway, like a, she look she mostly looks like an adult wrestler now. Congratulations, Rio. So this is the only bright spot on the show, and it starts with filling in your audience of why this match is important. They had a fantastic video package. Yeah. Excalibur broke down the history that you know Riho has beaten Britt Baker since the beginning of AEW. So you know she's always had her number. And so they built her up, you know, doing some dark matches, elevation, uh, rampage, and all that stuff when they brought Riho back out. And they boosted her up again and made her a viable threat. And this is why this match existed. So this is not just slapping, you know, uh, you know, Evan Bourne, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ra John Cena victory guy, Mr. Matt Seidel, and, and Starks together. Oh, no, God. this has purpose. It has purpose. So, you know, uh, the nuts and bolts in the match were fine. Like I said, I mean, it's 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 a very standard wrestling match. I think Britt Baker won. But the true story here is it's a story within a story. So you had a hot feud, but you're also building to the next one, which is always important. And that's Jamie Hayter, who's lying in wait, waiting to, you know, steal that strap from, um, you know, Britt Baker. But is it's, it's walking, sort of, Is she walking around with a barbershop window? That's what I was just gonna say. Ah! We, this this is the this is the rockers. You know what? Right now they're just they're they just finished up a tag match against the Orient Express. You know, are the rockers still together and they hug and everyone's great and they're still together, everyone. My god, the rockers, what a great team. Well, guess what? The barbershop window is just passing by, getting ready for Britt Baker to be tossed through it, or poor Rebel, not Reba. Yeah, I, I like the match, and I thought overall the entire package, front to back, video package, match, uh, little mini side feud was perfect, and the only bright spot to this entire show. All right, Neil, take me home. I I agree with him, but I I really think it's going to be Jamie, Jamie Hader that like uh, definitely takes the I don't say take the title from Brett, but it's going to cause her to lose the title. I think they're yeah. going to push that title onto someone else. And then this gives Britt and then uh, Hater like, you know, a good, you know, what, month long 
you know, uh, situation of going against each other back and forth. Um, Rio did great too. I mean, she did a tiger yeah. fan kick at one time that was just ridiculous. Um, uh, gosh, there's so many. Uh, she did, a, and then Brett came back with like uh, several curb stomps and like uh, she uh, Baker reversed like a suplex and brought brought her down for a moment. Like it was just a good back and forth. They had uh, I think like at least. I'm going to say, like, I think I remember three good series in this match where I was just like, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that if I was on five Red Bulls and, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like um, I, I thought it was a good match. Um, I, I wish it had ended a little more like I wish there would have been some shenanigans more. So mm-hmm. Rio had like a reason to come back again. Cause just cause I, I, they just ended it with her doing the lockjaw, which is normal, whatever. Yeah. I guess Hater and Rebel did kind of enter there for a little bit, but oh, oh, there was a spot, Neil. There was a spot. So yeah. Jamie Hater's on the outside, and you know Rebel and Jamie Hater are causing havoc on the outside. With uh, she's holding a table. Now the entire mm-hmm. spot is she's supposed to lift the table, and Riho is supposed to drop kick it and break it, and you know Jamie Hater's supposed to go flying. However, she doesn't get the table up all the way, just barely gets it level, you know, just up to about chest level. Yeah. And Riho jumps and squashes poor Jamie Hader's feet under the table. It is. I did not see that. I did not see the table squash. I saw the table breaking. I didn't see her feet getting squashed. Oh, man. Well, Riho's only like 92 92 pounds. So it's it's fine. I mean, it's like dropping a 10 pound bag of potatoes on your feet. You're like, oh, that hurt somewhat. Yeah. It should be done in about five minutes. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this and if it wasn't for this and Sammy versus Dustin, I mean, to be honest, you could have probably knocked the third match out of there and just extended both of these two matches and it would have been perfectly fine. Well, that, I believe, is the end of Battle of the Belt. I'm Look, I, ge- I generally like AEW. I'm critical of it, but I'm critical of everything. Uh, you know, and I'll tell you what's good, bad, and ugly about anything that we talk about but generally speaking um, i'm more positive on aew than i am negative but this one i did not love and as i think the Britt baker reho match was fine and everything and the sammy guerrera dustin reynolds match was was okay it was more of i was led to believe and and i think this is it like if, if this like like rampage when when cm punk debuted on rampage i knew it was still just a rampage event so i so it's like i was there for his reemergence. And I, you know, and I watched him say his nothing promo, and it was fine. Um, Chris and I have already talked about that. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! I was waiting for you to react. Like, hey, wait, what now? You can't talk about my Chicago boy like that. All right, exactly. I, no, exactly. I've been, I've been trying to tell him, Neil. This oh, you idiot, shut up! Don't listen to me. I used to see Jesus. him. In, I, I used to see him at IWA matches when I was a teenager in my 20s or somewhere around there for like $5 at, you know, the worst places. I saw him versus like Chris Hero and like um, Brian Danielson back in the day when Brian Danielson looked like he was 13, even though he was like 22. So him and Rio would have been a good pair of hostages. (laughs) You beat me to it. <laughs> Punk, man. Like, um, I had friends that actually went to that event in Chicago, and mm-hmm. they're like sitting there and they're like, I took like five of the ice cream bars, and they sold four of them online for like, of they did. like, like $600 a pop. 
So oh I, I mentioned this when we when we talked about whatever show we were talking about, we had to address the CM Punk thing. So I'll briefly say here, just so but so you understand why why I said it's a nothing promo. The celebration was the fact that he had come out and that it was a big win, a big get for AEW. He didn't say anything of consequence. Yes, a he lot did. of a, yeah, he did. a lot. No, he didn't. A lot of what yeah, he, he challenged Darby he, Allen right off the bat. Oh, good. Darby Allen's the size of my seven-year-old. Um <laughs> CM Punk's not that big of a dude, man. <laughs> um, he did not say, I think my argument was at the time, he did not say anything that he hadn't already covered on the Colt Cabana podcast. Yes, um, but yes, but try finding the Colt Cabana pod. You know, that, that podcast yeah. got him in a neck, <laughs> neck deep in shit. So you really yeah. didn't want to have yeah. anyone re-listen to that ever again. I'm sure the recording of that is in a basement somewhere behind the door that says Beware of the Leopard. I get it. <laughs> but, but I listened to it, and I was not I impressed with that promo. Um, it was just like, hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks. Goodbye. And oh yeah, and sorry. And I want to challenge and I want to challenge the midget who's uh who's who paints his face like Sting. Terrific. Meanwhile, I, I needed to change my pants because it was just full. I understand that when you saw <laughs> Bill Murray and and Harold Ramis and all of it and Dan Aykroyd that your pants came off. I get it. So so um, so Neil, myself and Mark are having a current nostalgia battle on so on the socials. I he say did, he, hated, he hated my top ten list for uh, half the movies <laughs> I said in my top ten because they're all nostalgic right they're nostalgic but nostalgia equals money would you not agree with that for in the mo Dude, for the most part nostalgia done correctly hang on, hang on let me to to both of your pending and, and current arguments i say this I, i'm gonna reply with number two on your list was godzilla versus king kong hoisted <laughs> <laughs> by my own petard that's right <laughs> anyway when they when they brought CM Punk out to finally finish off that point, I knew the rest of it was just going to be a normal rampage. Like I wasn't expecting this. They sold this, and this is the point: they sold Battle of the Belts like it was Clash of the Champions. Clash it was of the not Champions, WrestleMania 18. Clash of the Champions was once headlined by Sting versus uh, Rick, Rick Flair and Rick Flair versus Ricky Steamboat. That might, might be what I'm actually thinking of. Even the, the more modern Clash of the Champions from when I was watching. WCW in the 90s had like big time matches. Yeah. This was not Clash of the Champions. This was Saturday night's main event. No, 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 no. Dude, dude listen, even Saturday night's main event had big matches, dude. I mean, this, yeah. <laughs> Saturday night main events, the first this, time Andre the Giant ever won the This was shotgun Saturday night, like after the first six months. I meant the WCW Saturday night show. Oh, WCW. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right on yeah. the money there for sure. So, and I think that was my frustration with this. It's like, don't, if you don't sell this as like a big deal, it's fine for what it was, but yeah. telling me that it's going to be Clash of the Champions and it turns out to be a, an extra hour of dark, um, kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. I'll give you the final word on this meal and then we'll move on. Uh, yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that. Don't call it Battle of the Belts if you're just going to make up reasons why these belts are being, you know, <laughs> disputed over. You, you um, literally had two non-belts on the show, which was funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, 100%, uh, like, if you would have called this just a regular event, no matter what it is, you know, call it, you know, wrestlers doing wrestling. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and like, and like, you know, and then you could have had, like, the Dark Order out there facing right. somebody that you would have got more eyes on. You would have got more people being like, oh, man, I want to see that because, you know, 
they're fans. There's a lot of fans of that. Um, I, I feel like this is the first big negative thing that uh, that the AEW has done. Right. I mean, had they, had they called it like AEW Saturday Night Fever, Saturday Night Fever, word to Mamma Mia, it's my pizzeria. Like it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, it'd have <laughs> been perfectly fine. But uh, one, you threw on an FTW belt championship, and I, I don't think that thing's been defended except for when he won it from Brian Cage. <laughs> I was and gonna say, they, like, I thought Brian Cage took it with him. Yeah, right. And, you know, and again, I understand Cody's out or whatever, and they needed someone to have the TNT belt. So they have somebody doing matches, you know, representing TNT on Rampage. Um, But to be honest, probably should just threw Hook in there (laughs) and just gave it to him. No, you're straight up. You're straight up right. Because he is like the guy right now. Like, literally, their pop. Uh, for the last three times he was on, it's the highest ratings that AEW has had since the company has been formed. Could you imagine if, if Ricky Sharks had kind of pulled like an MJF deal or another wrestler whose name I cannot remember right now, but like he just comes out there and like, my neck hurts. I can't. I'm not going to defend it. Like he, like he sent out to defend his belt, but he's like, mm, my neck, my back and my neck. He's like, yeah. so I got, but uh, but don't worry, Matt Seidel. I know you tripped and you know fell your way into this match, so I don't want to leave you hanging. And then and then he just and then you just see send Hook, you know? Yes, oh, yeah. the place sort of blue. You're right. <laughs> and then out comes Hook, and he just messes up Matt Seidel. And then that show would have got way more ratings and way more fan fame. You, you, yep. you should have seen the reaction to Hook. Like it, it is a spectacle when you when you see this kid his debut and his sub subsequent matches. Have been unbelievable. I mean, it's it's lightning in a bottle, honestly. Yeah. Have you not watched AEW product at all? Me? Yeah. Oh gosh, it's been. Where, where does he get time? There's 24 hours in a day, Neil. <laughs> the man podcasts 27 hours a day. Oh, so I've. Uh, you can have it on right now as you're talking to us, and we'd be okay with that. Listen, okay? listen. Don't be don't be fooled. He's actually watching a series right now as he's talking to us. Don't be don't be tricked. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, it's mm-hmm. The Witcher. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I tried doing other stuff while watching that. You have to pay attention to that shit. <laughs> What's the last thing on from AEW that we reviewed before you had to go on a self-imposed Christmas hiatus, Chris? What was it, Full Gear? Hey, yeah, it was Full Gear, yeah. Then that's the last time I watched AEW. Okay. Um, I, might, I might have caught an hour of Dynamite last week before I had to before I had to start talking about Bandmade and piss off. And it wasn't Nuka the hour with Hook on it? <laughs> I mean, oh, look, I, page. I, I mean, yeah. I like I said, I followed the internet memory of of Hook. Uh, I, I just, it's, I'm above that sort of thing, Neil. I don't. Oh I don't, my God! <laughs> I the don't, paragon of virtue, Mark. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't muck around in the mire where people are like, "Oh, it's Hook who just showed up for the last two minutes." Whatever. He's the son of Taz. He has all good reasons. I have exquisite taste. I only bite from the freshest fruit, like the ultimate warrior Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Sweet Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yahoo. What? All right. um, That is our review of Battle of the Belts. Um, The next AEW big deal is Beach Break, January 26th. Um, I don't know, Chris. How do you feel about these, like, 
basically these like extended dynamite or, or special shows? Because you know, do you think they're continue to be worth our time? That I should shove them into the schedule, or should we just stick to the pay per views? Why don't Why don't we see the matches first? Let's Let's see the okay. deck. What's What's presented with us? So if they have some big time matches, let's do it. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the whole reason why we started doing this was when they did Winter is Coming twenty twenty. Yeah, and it was and it was Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. First of all, I would have covered anything. Kenny, Kenny Omega ties his shoes. We have to have an hour conversation about it. Um, <laughs> 2020 did you just say 2020 yeah i'm oh, sorry 2021 was uh, oh okay yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah right i forgot i forgot okay. what year we were in because i was uh, i'm trying to remember because i was at winter's coming for this year. i was at the one hour mm -hmm. daniel bryan versus uh uh hangman adam page match yeah and, this is good really 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 good oh man um, be there live because like we didn't know it, it got to be like you know it was 38 minutes um it was like 38 minutes, and I looked down my phone. I go, this is going the full hour. And, so I, and everybody's like, no. I go, dude, it's like 30 ma 38 minutes at this point. How could it not? And, oh, man, the, the crowd loved it, dude. They Jim Cornette's it. podcast immediately after that was titled, um, like, looks like Broadway's are back, which I thought was really funny because the actual Broadway had shut down. But um, Daniel Price, friend of ours on YouTube, says, here's it. Yes. Here's a new meme for Hook. What nepotism? <laughs> we make him what nepotism shirt. I'm buying it and putting it right next to my smut and filth shirt. Is, um, is, Dan is Daniel suggesting that Hook has a job because of his dad? <laughs> what? The devil you say. Well, I, I don't believe that nepotism is a thing in wrestling. No. <laughs> say, say. I need this might to be the uh, most I've used my soundboard in a while. Never gets I old. To, I need to talk to my uh, you know, agent about what he books me from now on. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the muck and mire that is the Religion Broadcasting Network. Neil, I'm I'm gonna fill you in on a little fact. Like, you know, you know when he's talking about, you know, <laughs> good job, Daniel. You're exactly right. Wink wink. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you know, when he's talking about, uh, you know, trafficking, uh, Mark is actually a podcast trafficker. I'm stuck in his basement. Help me. <laughs> Help me. You're next, Neil. You can go now before it's too late. Just pick up uh, the black phone and run. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm, in basements. I'm okay. So yeah, we started, we started doing these, these special like dynamite shows or whatever. Um, because one, the, they, they they weren't happening as frequently. Now it feels like right. it's every other week, and I can't keep up. Uh, but we did the Winter is Coming one. We did, like, Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fall and all of that because they felt like pay-per-views. But I'll tell you, over the past year or so, you know, the, after doing them, Chris and I were like, why did we even talk about this? These were not special at all. Like, I think our mm -hmm. big complaint about Fighter Fest, like, it was, like, Road Rage, Fighter Fest, and Fight for the Fall, and was like, this felt like they could have combined this into one show, let yeah, alone absolutely. Actually. You know, three two-hour shows. This was a this was way too much and too much filler. And you know but why yeah. they didn't though? Because mm. you go to a WWE event, it's three to four hours, mm -hmm. no matter yes. what. And so this is them doing giving people an extra hour or hour after um, any uh, dynamite. Because I've been to four dynamites now, and it's just giving them that extra hour. Because the first one I went to was uh, Fighter Fest uh, night. Two, um last year 
And literally it was like an hour of dark before and then an hour after of dark evolution. And that's when I got to you know, meet Paul White again. I haven't met him. I haven't seen him since, you know, WrestleMania 18. We're old buddies, you know. Same but um, <laughs> My friend Paul. My friend Paul. Um, but, I mean, I understand that they want to put it out there all the time. Mm-hmm. And they just don't want to put it on YouTube with evolution and dark so but again i really better name these things i mean just call me i I will come up with better names yes all right it's like because some of the names i understand they're trying to step around not doing anything like bash at the beach or trying to you know what what do they got the new one called beach what Beach. beach break Right, no, beach right. break sounds like they're you're you're stretching it. You're exactly we, right. Yeah. Last year we did beach break because that was the that was the um the wedding the marriage. Yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and it was kind of I worth covering for that little... reason. But um, <laughs> Triple H, Jesus Christ, Triple H enters the chat. My friend Mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just uh, put, a, put an exclamation point on all of this. Yeah, I don't. I think. These need to be a case by case basis. Like if there's like a big deal, um, I think then we can kind of talk about like, hey, can we fit this in the ca- in the schedule somewhere to talk about? But if it's just another night at the office that they slapped a fancy name on, then I don't, you know, like we didn't do the Christmas one or New Year's one. I didn't. You you didn't have time. I didn't have time, and I didn't care. Um, but I think if like if they if there's like a crazy pay per view caliber match on one of these special name shows, then we can talk about it. But for right now, Beach Break is Beach Break is a question mark. I mean, um, I'm sure they'll put Hook on there, and that's it. That's all you need. Oh, yeah, that's all, all you need. Yeah. All right, then you'll be the new AEW guy, Neil. <laughs> so send Neil. All right. <laughs> Speaking of sending uh, Neil, Neil, I got a question for you. A very yes. important question. It involves a very serious answer. What kind of music are you listening to these days? Uh, I actually work for seven different radio stations, so I listen to, like, everything but what do you <laughs> listen to like um, you know when, when you're not having a producer in your ear with a gun that says you know you must play the new motley crew or the new bandmate or something what do you like to listen to on the ride home in your car uh right now um oh man uh i don't know if you're gonna make fun of this or not but here it is uh <laughs> i actually been listening to k-flay a lot k-flay and grandson yeah what, what K-flay, uh blood in the cut you ever heard that song i mean when i watched the ufc yeah yeah, there you go. But uh, <laughs> she she came here and did a show uh, for uh, the radio station I work for, and uh, she has a song called Zen with Grandson Ex Ambassadors that I really like, and so I've been listening to that a lot. Uh, new music wise, that's what I've been listening to. But I literally have like I have eighty seven playlists on my Spotify because I make playlists all the time of music and stuff like that. I'll be bored and be like, I'm gonna make a playlist of nothing but songs about weather. <laughs> like, well, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, you can actually make playlists about weather on AmazonMusic.com, and we happen to be giving away a free thirty day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. If you click the link in the description of this podcast, get AmazonMusic.com slash W2M Network. You can get your free thirty day trial. You can uh, download all seventy million, stream all seventy million songs on the service. If there's something you're looking for, you'll find it there. It's great. We use it all the time on the Metal Hammer of Doom when I get bored of listening to what we're listening to and I need to play a medley of something else. Um, you can check that out. And then if you don't like it, you can get rid of it after the 30 days. No fuss, no must, no contracts. Or you keep it and you pay the monthly fee. It's great. We love it. Amazon Music 
unlimited. Get amazonmusic.com slash W2M network. All right. With that out of the way, Neil, yes. you do a podcast about movies that don't suck and some that do. Tell them about yes, it. Do. <laughs> uh, started many, many, many moons ago. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> you got to say it. Uh, but uh, good job, Daniel. <laughs> metal. All right. But um, I'm a big metal fan, by the way. Yeah, I've been to a lot of metal concerts. Oh, um, my. Uh, so anyway, um, I do a movie podcast, me and my friend, Chris, we started it many, many years ago when we went and saw the movie Lady Bird and he was like, that was the greatest masterpiece ever. And I was like, I was not an ink seven year old. I'm not an angst, you know, girl in high school. I felt kind of weird that I was watching this. I'm glad aunt Jackie from Roseanne got a job. You know, that's about it. And <laughs> so that, and that's what started our podcast. Um, we are now at, I think, episode 210. I think we're near that. Uh, we're usually live on vlogging uh, every Thursday, but this week we're doing it on Sunday. Um, we'll be covering um, Tinderbox and The Kingsman uh, for the new episode. And we just had the episode released with Mark on it, where we did the best of 2021. And still, I must say, my list was the best. He, he didn't try to shoehorn like pig and tree and rock and all in, these other shit in, movies. It was, it was like on everyone's list. That was what was funny about it. My, it my like, honorable mention was actual, just not even pig. It was Nicolas Cage. I was like, because all his three movies that came out, I go, I enjoyed all of them. I didn't want to rate one above the other, even though they're obviously. <laughs> Here I am thinking I'm like all artsy fartsy and like, ooh, look at me with all my independent pictures on my best 10 list. It's like everyone had big on their list. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm yeah, Godzilla cool. versus King Kong. I don't know how much I can take that list. <laughs> Boom smash. It was wonderful. <laughs> Boom smash. Lizard. Ape. Yeah. Uh, we will um so we're we definitely do all the AEW pay-per-views and we just had a whole 10 minutes on you know the occasional special episode. So we'll have you back on, Neil, if you're interested in coming back to talk some more AEW. It was fun to have you here tonight. Oh yeah, definitely. maybe I won't be sick and I'll talk more and talk over you guys more. Cool. <laughs> I love when everyone talks over each other. Um, <laughs> speaking of talking over each other, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, how do you do? How do you do? How do you do? Shut your damn mouth, Mark Radlich. You can find me over at, <laughs> at Charlton underscore hero on the Twitter. Uh, you can also find me here uh, buried knee deep in shackles uh, on TV party tonight. Uh, helping Mark Radlich out of an AEW slash wrestling ditch. Now, if you haven't heard, the Royal Rumble is coming up. And the Podsman will be in full effect as we're going to be doing a live, yes, I said live, alternate commentary track on that thing. The entire show, not the pre-show because Mark refused to do it, but the entire show you're going to hear, turn the volume down, turn us up, and hear the truth that Vince McMahon doesn't want you to hear, baby. That's the Royal Rumble alternate commentary. And also I'm going to plug another one that I was just on, which is pretty cool. Uh, Wizards Podcast, the Comics Guide to Comics. If you have never listened to that and you like Wizard Magazine back in the day, well, boy, myself and Adam had an Adam Smasher. We had uh, Dan Larson from Toy Galaxy on talking about toys, talking about nostalgia, and, of course, Wizard Magazine. So that's what I got going on. But one more thing, Super Blog Team Up is back January 20th, and we're going to be talking the wonderful and talented Mr. George Perez. So there you go. My entry into the Superblog team up uh, this year 
is Logan's Run. George Perez was the artist on at least five out of the seven Marvel Logan's Run issues. So we're going to read those. We're going to check them out and we're going to compare it to the movie uh, Logan's Run. So that's my entry into the George Perez Super Blog team up. Uh, Chris Bailey and I also reviewed WWE Day One. Uh, uh, day One. Uh, anyway. um, <laughs> I actually listened to that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, so you can check out that review. Uh, he mentioned the Royal Rumble alternative commentary. Uh, we'll have a when it comes time for March. We'll have a review of uh, Revolution. In the meantime, we also have another loaded show coming up. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Neil. If you had seen it in the archives, but every month. We have been um, reviewing the history of WrestleMania, and this month we're actually going to be joined by a guest. He mentioned he called me a couple months ago and was like, "Hey, when you guys get to like WrestleMania 14, 15, and 16, uh, you need to invite me on the show." So Stuart Lang of 41mania.com will be joining myself and Pat and Chris Bailey to do the Mania of WrestleMania 14, 15, and 16, and that's going to be Thursday, January 27th. Wow. When you get to 18, call me up because I was there 14th row back. All right. I have the date already selected. I will send it to you when we're done here. Um, last night, Robert and I can't get out of a podcast in less than two hours. We just can't. So even when we talk the 355, which 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 I don't know if you guys are doing that on your show. I can't wait for you to. It sucked. <laughs> you need to you need uh, to join the, the hate banging that was me and Robert Winfrey on the 355 last night. Oh, we um the thing is uh getting Chris to do anything that is like because he's a big artsy guy he loves yeah. artsy stuff and he'll only do like the big big movies if we don't you know stuff like that mm-hmm. so I- i've tried to convince him with a 355 but he wants all these other movies that are coming out this month and i'm just like all right i guess we just won't do that so i don't think 355 yeah. is on our I think, list so actually. when he forces you to watch big bug on netflix you have to have me on <laughs> okay big bug big bug yeah it's a french film by the director who did amelie that's gonna be on uh, Netflix. Yeah, I could see I your mean, heart. I could see your heart breaking. <laughs> no, no. To be honest, I, I I don't mind a good artsy movie. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, like um, I, I my first apartment was above a one screen movie theater in my small town. I mean, I so I'm used to seeing hits and misses, mm-hmm. and so like uh, it just matters. I mean, as long as he doesn't make me like watch Rubber or anything like that, you know. <laughs> um. In any case, yeah. So last night, Robert and I did it almost. Two- a little over two hours on the 355 but we also talked about the uh history hollywood's current monster simon kinberg yikes he's terrible um we what else did i can't be any worse than christopher nolan (laughs) we have a two-part scream retrospective we did the first two parts on monday and then the second two parts on tuesday those are re-airs from a few years ago so we got with scream uh the fifth scream movie coming out this friday we went back and re-aired all of our scream material um myself david david wright and pat mullen reviewed cobra kai season four uh evan bevins and jesse starcher reviewed source material uh, reviewed daredevil by chip zazarski no fear on source material tonight 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 uh, on the Metal Hammer of Doom, we're reviewing the new Volbeat, Servant of the Mind. And for those of you who listened to our band-made review, I will address some of your comments quickly. Um, tomorrow, myself and Alexis Haina will be reviewing Hit Monkey, And then uh, Ronnie Adams, Robert Winfrey, David Wright, and I will be reviewing The Witcher Season 
too. No boxing this weekend, even though there's a good fight on ESPN. I will be at Disney with my daughter celebrating her 11th birthday. However, we are re-airing a Wes Craven uh, tribute from when he passed away. So hope you'll... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put this up. Scream 8, nursing home horror show. You ain't kidding, buddy. Uh, all right, that's it. We want to thank Neil for coming on to the show. We can't wait Absolutely. to have more AEW. Uh, Chris, we can never get rid of Chris. Chris is, you know, Chris works in our marketing department here at Rattled and Broadcasting. So, um, until then, be well, be safe, and be hey.